This is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are so excited you're here. We have an awesome guest today named Corey Clark. Welcome, Corey, to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Corey really quick before we get into it and how you hear how her and Liz met and hear her story. Corey Clark is a personal brand expert, the author of The Simplicity Project, which Liz was just telling me how awesome of a book that is. And she just loved literally the simplicity of it. Corey is the creator of The Purposeful Planner, which Liz also just said she bought. (laughs) She needs it. (laughs) And she's the podcast host of Purpose with Corey Clark. She's passionate about helping women step fully into all that God has created them to be. And through her Purpose Society and Purposeful Influence memberships, she helps them discover their God-given purpose and turn it into a life they love and business that impacts the world. I love it so much. Okay, Liz, you have to tell us the story of how you and Corey met. Yes, I love this story. Well, obviously, I'm like Corey's biggest number one fan, um, which we discovered in like the first 30 seconds. Um, But the story of how we met, is actually really fun. I love telling this story because it's so clearly a God story. Like it felt so orchestrated and so intentional um, by the Lord. So Corey and I were both at this huge entrepreneur conference. If you're familiar with Funnel Hacking Live, Russell Brunson's event, not this last year, it would have been in 2022. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. So we're in Orlando at this big, huge event. There's how many people are there, Corey? Like 10,000. Maybe that's exactly. I don't know 5, if there's 000. that many, but I think like 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Lots of people. And it's like the environment of that event. It's such a, it's like tangible, the energy in the room of like, these people are here to change the world. Like it's one of my favorite places to go because you're like, these are the movers and shakers who are going to like get things done, create impact, create wealth. Like it's one of my favorite events I've ever gone to. So I'm at that event. It was my first time going to Funnel Hacking Live. And I had a friend who, you know, allowed us to go into this like VIP room um, for people who have earned a million dollars or more in one calendar year through their funnels. So I'm in the room and feeling like, you know, total imposter. I'm like, all these people in here are millionaires except for me. Um, But I'm just going to sit at this table and hang and try to like not let on that I don't belong. (laughs) 
here because <laughs> someday I will belong here. Someday I will have earned the right to be in this room. It won't be just because somebody let me in the back door or whatever. And so we're sitting at this table and Corey comes in with her friend and instantly I'm like, oh my gosh, she's the cutest little thing I've ever seen. I was there with my friend Tiffany and Corey's like this tiny, petite, cute little blonde thing. And I'm like, so we just start talking. Actually, she started talking to Tiffany first. And we're sharing the story about what business we were in, how we had partnered with Jamie Cross. She said, I think I've heard about that company, but I didn't know it was Jamie Cross's company. I think my friend Angie told me about this brand. And I'm like, well, who's your friend Angie? And lo and behold, her friend Angie, who had told her about our business, is one of my really good friends who lives here locally with me. And is like my daughter's one of her best friends, mom. So we've met through like homeschooling and stuff. And Angie is like, she lives right down the road. It's funny how in entrepreneurship, you have like real life friends and then you have like virtual friends. So Angie's like a real life friend. So I'm like, how does my real life friend know this like entrepreneur world friend? So anyway, she knew Angie. Angie, you know, was pretty close friend of mine. We stayed connected. Um, We ended up inviting her like the following month we were hosting an event that was right near her home. So she came to the event and she ended up partnering with us in that business. And since then has just like, it's been so much fun. So we get to work pretty closely together. We get to talk, you know, all the time, kind of in passing. It's like we're passing in the hall doing, you know, business things, but in our conversations and in just getting to know, you know, Corey and you know, just hearing like what she's about and what she's passionate about. One of the first things like I knew in that <laughs> in that um, VIP room was like, wow, she is, she's real. She has a passion for moms. She has a passion for women walking in freedom and creating wealth. And I'm like, she is like the dream. This is like, if I could work with anybody, Sarah's much the same. Like if I could work with anybody, these are the kind of women I want to work with. And so it was really, really fun just the way it all unfolded. And did I forget anything, Corey? Um, I don't think so. It was, yeah, it was just such a fun experience. It was my first time at Funnel Hacking Live as well. And I just, I agree. It was like a total God thing because I was in that room with my friend. I was her guest. So, and she was in like one of Russell's masterminds and um, like his little, like, I don't know, I forget what it's called, like 2CCX or something like that. So I last minute, like went to the event with her, was in that room and yeah, it was just amazing. And we were at that table because she knew Pedro and you guys were with Pedro. So, you know, it's just one of those things that like, there's no way it was an accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so fun. I I will never forget that moment. And I'm texting Angie like an hour later. I'm like, we just met your friend Corey. And then I'm like, how do you know Corey? And she's like, we know each other from Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so wild. Um, I know. So anyway, so that's the backstory. That's how we connected. And I would love to start, Corey, just with you sharing, you know, kind of your journey, how you became an entrepreneur. I know you were also um, homeschool mom. I forget how old your kids are now. If you're still, do you still have one in high school? No, 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 we, I am all done. It's the weirdest thing, (laughs) but it's very bittersweet, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. So my oldest Parker is 23 and then my daughter Morgan is 21. And then my son Brody is 18. Yeah. So we've been done for like 
over a year actually, because Brody graduated early. But yeah, it is so strange to not have that. You know, that was part of my life for so long and it's done. It's like, oh, hurry, somebody get married and have grandbabies and I'll help you homeschool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are in the, you know, the thick of like homeschooling, starting or running a business and, you know, a lot of like what you've built with your, your podcast, your blog, your book, your planner, like all of that was built around serving women just like us who feel like, man, how do I keep all these plates spinning? This is the trenches. How do I do all these things with excellence? Like you can kind of feel some days like you're drowning with Mm -hmm. so many things to manage and wanting to do it really well. So what's your story? Start wherever you want. Okay. I guess back, like I started homeschooling my kids when Parker was in first grade. So it was probably around 2006. I would have to like think harder about this um, if I was going to get it perfect, but around 2006. And so um, I had been homeschooling for a while. I really, I had kind of always been like an entrepreneur or whatever. I had my own salon for a while and did hair. And then when I started homeschooling and stuff, I just like stopped. I would do like hair at my house and stuff here and there, but really just stopped that. But I always like was kind of starting new businesses or selling things, you know, whatever. And, and so I started a blog in like 2009 ish, 2010, maybe 2009. And it was like a total, like, it was like when the coupon blogs were really popular, my husband had actually been laid off and like totally unexpectedly. And so I was just trying, like, how can I help him make money? And And how can I help him save money? So I was like finding all these deals and sharing them with people. And so I clearly did not know what I was doing as far as being an online entrepreneur because I did not grow that blog very big, even though that was like, you know, people were making tons of money with their coupon blogs. But it did teach me a lot about like online things and starting a blog and that kind of stuff. So fast forward to like 2013, I was really feeling like I wanted to do something. I felt like God was like calling me into something, couldn't really figure out what that was. And I was like totally overwhelmed with, you know, being a wife and a mom and homeschooling and, you know, keeping the house clean. We had moved to Southern California for my husband's new job. And like we were in this teeny tiny little condo, five of us, and it was it was a hot mess. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I was just overwhelmed. And um, so 2013, I kind of decided, okay, I'm going to start a blog again. It's just going to be under my name. And I'm just going to be writing because I just really felt like that's what I needed to start doing. But I just couldn't find like the time to actually like stick to it, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of 2014, I kind of gave myself like a 28 day challenge. So it was January, 2014. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes. January, I was going to start a writing challenge. I totally failed at it. So February, I was like, okay, new challenge. I'm going to simplify my life so that I can actually do the thing I want to do. So I did a 28 day challenge. I just kind of made it up based on like the things I felt were out of control in our house and in our life. And um, that's where my book, The Simplicity Project came from. And it was really just about simplifying like each like main area of our life. So like our health, our home, our finances and our time. And it wasn't about doing some crazy extreme makeover or anything. 
It was just like about making a little bit of margin in each of those areas. And then what I discovered was doing that, like making just a little bit of room in each area actually gave you like a lot of room to step into whatever it is that God's calling you to do. So I did that simplicity project really got our life like feeling a little bit easier and a little bit more balanced and then decided like, oh, I'm just going to like turn this into a book. (laughs) So I self-published the book on Amazon. And as people started reading it, they were like, you should make a planner that implements these things, you know, that you teach in the book. And so I was like, well, I just wrote a book, so why not? (laughs) So I literally like had no design experience. I knew nothing about manufacturing or anything. So I just started, you know, looking, I couldn't find anyone in America at the time. Like I found some company overseas that would make these planners. I was scared to death because we didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, you know, this is like a big chunk of money. I hope I'm not just sending it to someone and not going to get anything back. (laughs) So um, they sent me a sample though, before I sent them money. And I was like, okay, they're making what I want. Like, okay, I think this is legit. And so anyways, got my planners in. And um, so the end of 2014 for the 2015 year, um, I ordered my first round of planners and they sold out in like a month. And I was like, what in the world? (laughs) Like, It was the craziest experience. It was totally unexpected. I would love to say like I was like a marketing expert at the time, but I just wasn't. I like literally did not know what I was doing, but sold those planners. And my husband and I were like at Christmas that year, we were going to Northern California from Southern California and staying at my parents. And so before all like the planners started taking off, we were like, we'll just shut down the shop you know, it's not going to be a big deal. We'll shut down the shop and we'll go up north. Well, my planner sales were just coming in like all day, every day. And I was like, I don't think we should shut down the shop. And all we had was like this little Lexus and our three kids and all our, you know, luggage and Christmas presents. And so we like rented a U-Haul trailer to put the rest of my planners in all of our shipping supplies, hauled it up to Northern California, set up like our shipping station there. And, you know, I was just funny because the the orders kept getting like more and more and more and not slowing down. And so at one morning I woke up when we were at my parents and I had gotten a friend of mine, like, do you guys know who John Acuff is? Yeah. So, So he shared the planner. He's like, I just ordered this planner for my wife. And then I got so many, I like woke up to just like tons of orders. And I was like, oh my gosh, my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, I guess we're in the planner industry or the planner business now. Like this is weird. So anyways, uh, yeah. So that was end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And so, you know, it's been a roller coaster since that was kind of the beginning of the planner craze. And so at the time there wasn't a lot of like cute planners. There was maybe like three main ones and now they're everywhere. So the, you know, the business was like crazy skyrocketed and then like, you know, dipped and and now it's just kind of leveled out and it's, I'm not necessarily in the planner business. I'm more like, this is a tool to help the women in my audience. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I guess that was the long version. (laughs) So then I started over the last, you know, what, eight years now? Oh my gosh, time. Like, did you notice I like cut out the last three years? I swear, like, (laughs) I feel like 2020 to 2023 don't count. But yeah, the last eight years, you know, after growing that, I started 
you know, coaching and started a podcast. And I'm just really passionate about helping women like really step into what God called them to and to figure most women, like they just can't like see what it is that's keeping them. And a lot of times it's something so simple. And so that's my goal is to like, let's remove whatever's keeping you from your purpose so that you can like step into it. Sorry, that felt very long. (laughs) No, no, that was so good. I love that story. And it's just so fun to hear like the journey of where you started and then how you, you know, it's like the journey of becoming you. Like I'm sure like along that path of like, you know, overcoming the hard parts and manufacturing and shipping. And like, I love the story of you, like putting everything into a U-Haul so that you could keep <laughs> it's just, you know, the grit of entrepreneurship and how you never, I mean, it's funny. Cause like we're, we're all, if we're building a business, we're doing it so that we become successful so that it works. But I love what you just shared. Cause it's like your success kind of caught you by surprise. Like, Oh, this is like really working. Now it's like a thing which is so fun. And I feel like even just that story will probably give somebody that's listening hope that's working on building something. And they're like, you know, it's always, you know, it just feels like everything we do when we're in the, especially in the beginning phases of building a business feels like a gamble. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's always risk, but man, I love hearing the success stories of like, I, I did the thing, I built the thing. And then, you know, it's like, we're sowing seeds constantly. And then when one of them actually starts to produce major fruit, it's like, it's so cool. Yeah. So um, Sarah, (laughs) did you have a question next? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say too, that I can totally relate to you. Um, I started a headband business like in 2015, kind of accidentally. (laughs) I started making them for my daughter. And then like somebody was like, if you sold these, I would buy them. And I was like, really? Okay. Um, and it was like when the headband craze was kind of like happening. And I had a friend who shared, she would wear them on her vlogs and she had like almost 3 million followers on YouTube. And so I got like this influx of orders and I was like, I guess I'm in the headband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it's I, the same. And I still have that business, but that is not like the thrust of what I do anymore. And so I can relate so much to like just starting something and then being like, I'm just going to start with this thing that people are asking for, or I think might be fun or people, you know, I think people would use. And then just like letting the Lord kind of like morph it as you grow and as you change and, you know, you start doing other things. But I relate so much to that story. And I would love to know kind of in your own words, like what is your definition of purpose? Um, for me, it's really, it's funny because I feel like it kind of changes. Right. And I think some people get hung up on that where they're like, I got to know my purpose. And I feel like it's, you go through seasons of life and it changes, you know, like my kids aren't little anymore. And so yes, like being a mom is still like part of my purpose, but now I have more freedom to step into like other places where I can help other women who are maybe like, you know, five or 10 years behind where I was. And so for me, it's really just knowing like, like what it is that God has me doing, like almost on a daily basis. Like, I know that sounds weird. And that's something that I feel like has changed for me even more recently, as in like the last year, I don't feel so tied to a single purpose anymore. And it's like, 
like in the morning, making sure I have time, like, you know, in the word and praying and like, okay, like, what do you have me do today? You know? And so for me, it's actually like knowing where God wants you and then like stepping into that and serving people, you know, who can you serve and help? in whatever place you're in, you know, it's funny, because I do feel like my definition of it has changed so much over the years. And I think it's so personal, like, it depends on exactly what God has you doing. And what God has me doing this week, like could be totally different next week. And I have to stay like aware of that. Because for a while, I got so focused on like, you know, this is my purpose, building this business, blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, I was missing out on other things that God like had for me because I was so like narrow-minded and focused on one tiny specific thing. So I hope that wasn't like too broad of an answer, but I feel like it's just changed like the older I've gotten. I think that's so good. What would you say like to the mom who is, you know, maybe starting a business, is homeschooling and is feeling like spread thin and I remember being at this that place just, you know, three, four years ago and feeling like, is it possible to be a homeschool mom, a mom who's maybe involved in some kind of ministry, serving at church, serving at home? Is it possible to actually do that and do a business? Because everyone I was seeing that was succeeding in business was like a man who had a wife at home doing all the things I was doing. And I'm like, I don't know how, and my husband was working, you know, like a nine to five W2 job at the time. And so he was, you know, at work all the time. And then I'm like, I've got kids, I'm homeschooling. I want to build a business, but I was literally doubting if it was possible because I hadn't seen, I had seen women succeeding in business, but not managing all the things I was doing. Maybe their kids went to school. Maybe they had, you know, help in the home. So what would you say to like the women who are like either trying and and it hasn't worked yet or they're wondering if they should even try because can it work for me? Right. I think the first thing for me and that I always suggest to people is sometimes like we feel so overwhelmed and we've never even taken like a few minutes to just pause and like really ask ourselves like, okay, what's happening with my life? (laughs) What's happening in the home? Like, why do I feel so exhausted and overwhelmed? Because a lot of times, like we've taken on things that we really shouldn't have and, and we keep it all in our head. Right. And the more you have it all locked in your mind, like the bigger it feels. And so even just sitting down and like writing out, like, like, this is like something I even like teach to like my clients is like, go area by area of your life, you know, like your health, your home you know, your relationships, all that kind of stuff. And just like, ask yourself, honestly, like, how do I feel about this part of my life right now? And why do I feel that way? Like, if it's amazing, awesome. Like, why? Like, what are you doing to make, you know, if your marriage is amazing, like, you know, acknowledge what is it that's making it amazing? Okay, I'm going to keep doing that. And then if something else like your home feels out of control, okay, why does it feel out of control? well, I'm like kind of neglecting it because I'm being lazy or, you know, I've allowed too much clutter into my home. Like, and just acknowledging like where something is your own fault, like not a big deal, but if you don't acknowledge it, like you can't address it. So just kind of like taking a look at your life and figuring out, okay, what's out of balance, what's feeling really heavy. And what do I personally need to do to like lighten that load so that I can like, because if you want to take on building a business, 
and you're literally stretched completely too thin, you're going to have to find something to give up. Like if, if it's truly something you feel God's calling you to do, you're going to have to find some sort of space or time or energy. So a lot of times, like just taking like 10 or 15 minutes to do that really helps women realize like, okay, either first of all, there are some things I need to change. Or second of all, actually, like I actually do have the time and space for it. I'm just not being disciplined enough to like fit it in, you know? So a lot of times we just keep like acting like it'll never happen and ignoring it. And then it never happens. Mm -hmm. So how did you make sure that you were still, you know, prioritizing your marriage, prioritizing your kids while you were starting to build a business? You know, even in homeschooling, I would like kind of assess like, okay, what's really necessary? Like, what am I just doing to give them busy work or to try to fit into like the standard school box, you know? And, um, and so for me, it was about like, like, for instance, when I was writing my book and trying to find the time for that, like I, I literally would spend like 15 minutes at a time writing it. I wouldn't be like, okay, I've got to sit down for two hours. It was like, okay, um, I've got 15 minutes. I'm just going to write, you know, and I'm just going to like sit my butt down and do the thing. And when the timer goes off, oh, well, the timer goes off. I've got to move, you know, back to the kids or whatever. I wrote a lot of my book at my daughter's ballet practice. Like I would take her to ballet and I would sit in the Starbucks next door and I would just write. And then that was it. Like when she was done, laptops closed, I'm not working on it anymore until like the next time, you know, I have that free time. So, you know, obviously like it would have been easy to have my kids in school and like have eight hours to write a book all day, but that wasn't the case. So it's just finding little pockets of time where I can focus on the business and know it's not going to be pulling away from the things that are important to me. And, you know, I think knowing your values, like, so for me, Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, my marriage, my kids, you know, they're like knowing my values so that I didn't like put my business ever over those top ones. Mm. I think what stood out to me of what you just said was like about your family of like that was important to you. And I think, you know, knowing your values, but I think a lot of women feel like that's their duty. The family is their duty. And so it's really easy to put the business over your duty that you don't or that you feel like has either been put on you or you feel like you have to do or you're supposed to do these things. You're supposed to be homeschooling. You're supposed to be taking care of your family. But when it is really, truly important to you and you find things in that that are important to you, then I think it's easier to balance the two or find, you know, that ba- the whatever the weight is, like where the is the business supposed to be taking priority right now or my family. And I love what you said about just writing for 15 minutes and like that being okay and that being enough because it's that middle place. It's not like, I think everybody kind of naturally feels that like, oh, if I could only go away for two weeks and write a book or (laughs) work on my business and like, yes, there's those times where you get to get away or whatever and focus on things or you have a weekend or whatever. But that's not most of the time. And that's not most of us. It's just not a gift we're usually given. Totally. And sometimes when you get that week, you're like, I don't want to work. I just want to lay on the beach. (laughs) So So I'd rather work in like little increments here and there so that I can like enjoy when I have a few days to myself. (laughs) I think one of the hardest things for moms, especially now, like if we're working 
you know, an online business and we're working from our phones or from a laptop is the the lines blurring and trying to do family and and have time with our husband, have time with our kids, work our business in the pockets of, you know, that's like what everyone says, I work my business in the pockets of my day. Well, <laughs> what happens with that overlap is then, you know, the kids start to feel like, okay, I don't see your eyes because you're always looking at your phone. Your husband starts to resent the business that you're building because he, you know, and actually my husband's been really great about, you know, taking on some non-traditional husband roles so that I can have more margin to work my business. You know, he actually does more laundry and dishes than I do in this season and he's happy to do it and I'm happy for him to do it. But I think what you said about, you know, when practice was over and I had written for my 15 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever it was, the laptop closed and then my family had me back. I think that's a really important key because I know a lot of women who are trying to build a business and I've fallen into this myself and we're so trying to like be all the things and do all the things simultaneously that we don't have like, I'm turning it off so that I can like be mom right now. I'm turning it off so I can be wife right now. And then it, that's where it gets really stressful is when everyone feels like the business is taking from the family or taking from So do you have any, like, I know you already said that that's what you did, but do you have any other things to share just along those lines of like how to do that well? For sure. I think, I mean, honestly, like, and I'm not saying this just because I sell a planner because you don't have to use my planner. Like you can use your phone, you can use anything, but I think like being disciplined and sitting down and having a plan is really going to protect your family, it's going to protect your marriage. It's going to like help keep you on track because like you said, like the lines get blurry and so many people be like, well, I'm just not like that. I'm not naturally organized. I'm like, well, you that's, that's why you have a planner because you're not naturally organized. So you need a tool to help you. <laughs> like if you're naturally organized, you wouldn't need a planner, you know? And so, okay. So like the first thing he gives you is your body. So like, you know, your spiritual health and your physical health, like that's a priority to me. And because I feel like it's my responsibility, God gave me this. So I need to honor him with it. And how do I honor him with it? You know, like I make sure I get enough sleep. I make sure I'm moving my body. I make sure I'm like eating healthy and I'm not like some crazy, like, you know, I still like have a margarita. I still like eat junk food once in a while, but it's just part of like, I've made it part of who I am. And you feel like, oh, if I do all that, I won't have time for my business. But I promise you, like, if you do those things first, like God will multiply your time. He'll multiply your energy, your capacity. You know, it's amazing the things that you can actually get done when you take care of those things first. And then like, it's wild. Whenever I try to like, if I like oversleep or I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to hurry up and just going to get some business stuff done. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like three in the afternoon and I still haven't exercised and I still haven't had my quiet time. Like, where did my day go? Like for somebody who's not used to doing that, you have to sit down and you have to schedule it. And so, um, you know, when you've got little kids, time blocking is not really a thing, right? You can't sit and do something for an hour. And so for me, it was more like I looked, I basically looked at like a whole week, this like back when I was trying to figure this out. And I would look at the whole week and I would like lock out like, okay, church, you know, 
like family time, whatever. I made sure those things were like set in stone in the calendar before I tried to fit anything else in, which is why then like my writing was just at practice because there was not any other time to do it, you know, or it was like when the kids, I would make the kids go in their rooms and do their free reading for 45 minutes. And I knew that 45 minutes was like 45 minutes I could work. But then when the timer went off, it was like back to, you know, okay, what's the next thing on our schedule? So, you know, a lot of people don't like building a routine or being disciplined. Like it feels icky, but like, I promise you, it gives you so much more freedom and it lets you do all those extra things that you're feeling called to do. It's really good. Yeah. I'm by nature. Well, we probably most all of us by nature are like what you said. I, I don't like. Sarah will attest to this. I'm always like, I need, I need a lot of margin. I need, but I have found, um, and right now I'm just literally using, you know, my Google calendar and color coding my things. But if I have those blocks, my kids, you know, the youngest is six now, so I can do more time blocking. I might, I don't have my whole day like down to the, which maybe you need to coach me and I can learn how to do it even more detailed, but just knowing like in general, like this is when I'm working, this is when I'm doing homeschool, this is um, scheduling a date night, scheduling, you know, all those things. I It does create more peace because I'm not in this frantic, like Sarah talks about this a lot, like the less decisions I have to make, the better. And so when you do have like even just kind of a loose plan and an order to your day, then it's like, I don't have to think about what am I going to do or how am I going to fit this in? Because I already planned it and it does just bring so much more peace and freedom. And it feels like it's going to be restricting, but it's actually the opposite. And yeah, I love looking at my full rainbow. It looks insane, but I'm like, but that when it's like blank, it feels so uncertain. And so like, ah, what am I? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's almost so. like freezes you more when you mm-hmm. don't have a plan. You're like, uh, like, I don't know what to do next. It's kind yes. of like the whole, like, I don't remember, like the story is just so old. So I don't know if it was a study or what, but like where they talk about when they put little kids out in a playground and when there's not a fence, they just kind of like stay right here and they don't explore. But when they put like a big perimeter and a fence around the kids go out further because they feel safe. They can like go explore out to the fence. And it's almost like the same thing with just even our schedules and our lives. Like if we just set some boundaries in place, it actually gives you more freedom because you know, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I get to like use this hour for this and I get to use this day for this instead of sitting there going like, uh, I have so much to do, so I'm just not going to do anything. Yes. And then you start to just like buffer and get busy doing something so you can keep avoiding the l- huge list of things exactly. you should be. You don't know which one to do first. Exactly. Yeah. I, I lived in that for way too long. Sarah even helped me like get organized with like meal planning and grocery orders. And you're going to do your grocery order every Thursday night and groceries are going to be delivered every Friday and you're going to have a meal plan set up so that and I'm, at first I'm like, this feels like so like, no, I don't want to have like, <laughs> it just felt so counter to who because I'm like such a like fly by the seat of my pants. Like, do you want to go on a cruise tomorrow? Let's go. Like, oh, I'm like, the, road trip? I am yeah. the same exact way. I'm the same way. 
But then how much but, of your life do you waste going like, oh my gosh, I don't have a plan for dinner. Oh, what are we going to make? Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And and like you said, the different seasons necessitate different things. Like when we were starting our Airbnb, um, we've talked about this on the podcast, like for like weeks, I'm like back and forth between houses, like no cooking was happening. It was like, yeah. fend for yourself, go through a drive through I'd have, you know, stuff that people could make themselves. Sometimes they had cereal, sometimes they had a sandwich. I don't know what they did actually half the time, but it would be like, mom, are we having dinner tonight? No, no. Mom's <laughs> painting. Mom's like, there was no, so there's like seasons of like crazy, but generally it, yes, it feels so good to just like have a plan and then you can bring your kids into it with you too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now I have a teenager who helps keep the list of what we're low on, helps put the list into the app. I love it. Helps remind me to order. I actually, Sarah, actually set up a reminder on my phone. So I get a reminder every Thursday night. I love it. Order. Yeah. So I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to implement that. I don't have the, um, I don't have a set day that I order. I just kind of, am like, ah, I need a grocery order. And so I'll place it, you know? So I kind of mm-hmm. like that just like making it a Thursday thing because you're not dealing with it for the weekend. Yes. And then you know when it's coming and then you've got the whole, at least all of the meal stuff. Like there might be like, oh gosh, we're low on this. I'm going to throw together a quick order midweek, but at least all the things I need for the meals, I know they're in the house. I'm not frantically like, oh gosh, we need minced garlic. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Okay. Let's, I know we want to honor your time and um, we're so grateful. You have so much wisdom, but I would love to ask one more question unless Sarah has some more too. We love asking this at the end of, of the interviews that we do just, you know, when you think about like the legacy and the impact that you want to leave behind, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's such a, a sobering thought to think, you know, all of it, but it's just real. We're all here for a season and then we're not. And I know as a mom, I know it's something you think about. It's something we all think about. Like, what are we leaving behind with our kids? What are we leaving behind? What's the legacy? And I would just love to hear like, for you, what does that mean? Like when you think about who do you want to be remembered as? What's the legacy and impact you want to leave behind? What is that for you? Um, I think for me, I do think about this a lot. I I, I think oh, all moms do. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Like someday I'm going to be gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I just, I really hope and pray that my kids like, like above anything else, know how much I love Jesus. Like, I really hope that, you know, that they really can say that like, honestly. And, um, and then after that, that I actually used like the gifts and the talents and anything God gave me that I actually used it and multiplied it and didn't just like waste it. You know, so like, it doesn't necessarily mean like just in the business sense, but in whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of people that are good at a lot of things and not doing anything with it. And to me, that's really scary, you know, cause I don't want to like, you know, I think when you get to the, you know, the end and like, if you want to hear well done, my good and faithful servant, it's like, I think of like the parable of the talents, like what has God given me and what am I doing with it? So you know, my marriage, my kids and this business right now in this season, 
Like, I really want my kids to know, like, yeah, she was like faithful with what God gave her because at the end of the day, that's what I want for them too. Cause I want them to like know what God's given them and then be faithful to use it how he wants them to. So good. That's so good. Sarah, did you have any other burning questions? Um, can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you further and find you? Because like Liz said, you're just such a well of wisdom. So I know they would want to go find you. Yes. Um, well, I'm just, my website is coreyclark.com and it's C-O-R-I-E. Um, so, and then on Instagram, I'm Corey Clark. I love connecting with people on Instagram. Like I like talk to people in my DMs. I'm not like, you know, ignoring people just because I don't know them. So I would say Instagram is my favorite place to connect. And then my website is where like you would find my shop and all that good stuff and my book. And so, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go follow you on Instagram because you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has been great having you on here, Corey. Thank you for sharing just your story and encouraging our listeners and just kind of bringing practical wisdom to the table. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. It was really, Mm -hmm. really fun. I would say like, if I was going to like, I just thought of this and I know I wasn't asked, but (laughs) honestly, like I just started thinking about the women who are listening and it's like, like you have permission to like stop doing certain things in your life that you know are not serving you and your family. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be busy all the time and you don't have to like, you know, you can shut down your house for like a week or two if you need to just focus on your family and regroup. Like the rest of the world will keep going on and they will live without you for a couple of weeks. I think so many times we just try to keep going and keep going. And it's like, just pause, like make sure that you and your marriage and your kids are good. And then you can start to like add things back in. I think so many women are like, we're just, it's in us to just say yes all the time and you don't have to. It's a good time to just, you know, shut it all down. Totally. <laughs> to reevaluate, put it all out on the table. Am I supposed to keep doing this? Am I supposed, <laughs> supposed to do something else? Yeah. Is homeschool supposed to change? Is the curriculum where you, you know, you can lay it all out and evaluate it. And like you said, not be afraid to throw something out that you're like, that's not serving us anymore. (laughs) I hate this actually. (laughs) Totally. Especially curriculums. Uh, Like the first few years of homeschooling, I felt like I needed to like fit in this little box. And then I was like, I got to the point where I was like, even if I was like two months in, I'm like, we do not like this. I am getting rid of it. (laughs) Amen. Same. Amen. Well, (laughs) I can hear my daughter coming out of her room now, which means that <laughs> time has elapsed of my time allowed to be here. <laughs> time to close the laptop. The laptop. Yep. <laughs> we loved having you here, Corey. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's such an honor. And we love you. We're, um, you know, it's just such an honor to get to do business with you, to be friends with you, and to share you with all of our people. And so thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. We will talk to you next time. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.